Yo, I'm Will. Welcome. I call this little experiment anything is everything. This has got to be called something. The intention here is to share interesting, courageous, enlightening, vulnerable, strange, silly conversations to uh, maybe hopefully inspire something in you. All right, cool. Bye. figure out some kind of intro one day for sure yeah but yeah thank you so much for having me over and yeah you're welcome showing me some ropes on this kind of this kind of setup stuff yeah yeah for sure it's a good reminder for me as well actually i kind of lighting and stuff is kind of fun to play with so yeah we're beautiful. sitting in a studio basically so um, yeah uh, in the studio we are in the studio yeah my wife is a photographer so mm-hmm. and we do a lot of video work so there's lots of equipment here and we're just uh, an accelerated learning curve for uh, Will. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And who are you? I am Simon Cowlin. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, I grew up in England, United Kingdom. I grew up in Essex. Mm. Um, stayed most of my life there. Uh, yeah, and now I'm here. I used to snowboard for a living, and that kind of took me around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, met my wife in, in Banff. And then, uh, yeah, and then I moved to Calgary, and this is where I am now. So, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. There's, there's lots of other you. story in there, but we'll we'll see what comes up totally. when we're speaking. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So one one beautiful thing you've shared with me before is what snowboarding brought to you originally. For sure. Yeah, and it that, was that leaving of home and what all that brought you. So yeah, totally. So if um, you could share a little bit of why you felt the need to to go. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just on a very basic level before I had any sort of major shifts in life I was mm. just I liked having fun and to me growing up I used to see like skateboarding I used to love and then I'd mm. see snowboarding and snowboarding to me was just amazing and growing up in England where there wasn't a lot of snow it was kind of mm-hmm. it seemed so much fun so I am um, when I was probably late teens I started doing that and and really enjoyed it and then uh, I was also racing motorcycles pretty highly competitively at that time and mm. then um I had a viral infection, like a post-viral fatigue type thing. I had mono, and it didn't really go away. I had like 20 years I kind of dealt with that. Mm -hmm. And it's only just sort of leaving now, actually, funny enough, 20 years later. Yeah. But snowboarding, we went through lots of different treatments and stuff, and it was quite traumatic mentally as well as physically, some of those treatments and stuff. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the time they didn't know what was wrong with me, and, and everybody had different opinions on what it could be. And we constantly were trying to find the cure for this thing that was happening to me. And... Mm -hmm each time you get really hyped up and then you all of a sudden it didn't work and then mm-hmm. it was kind of your drop again it was like this a lot and we did this for quite a few years my dad spent like lots of money yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it because they just were just trying to do their best to try and heal and then yeah, yeah. it just at one point I am I, um, one treatment we went to a private hospital and they ended up treating me for a Lyme's disease which I didn't have actually they didn't even test for it and then they gave me um, a really strong um, intravenous of antibiotics which is what they do for I've been told for that that illness anyway um but I didn't have it anyway but it cleared out all of my gut bacteria and then I had a mm-hmm. another bacteria which is in us kind of overtook and I got really sick and ended up in a kind of um, emergency room and I was in there for a few days in segregation and and I just thought like geez I'm just I felt like I was this close to dying and I just thought wow 
I just I'm done with trying to heal anymore. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, what what do I like? So I just said to my dad, well, I like snowboarding and maybe just go for a while, and then that kind of just took me off all over. As mm-hmm. soon as what I found is that when I got away from this kind of mindset of being unwell and like snowboarding gave me an escape from that. I was able to do when I was exercising, although I had like post viral fatigue where most people can't move. Mm. Snowboarding, the joy of it just kind of it took me to a totally different energy. And then I could do like a full day of snowboarding. And mm. before I was struggling to like, well, just get through a day really. So it was yeah, quite amazing. Yeah. So was, to me, it was like a superpower that yeah. I had this thing and it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I just traveled around Europe and stuff and stayed for three months. And then I thought, this is amazing. Then I went to New Zealand and I thought, this is amazing. And then I flying back and then I ended up in California and California was amazing and I was just like wow this is this thing it's just so incredible mm-hmm. but it did I got a lot of injuries and stuff from it so it was kind of a, a double-edged sword right mm-hmm, so you sure. get lots of more traumas and stuff as well which I wasn't aware of at the time yeah. I just kind of would hurt something and then move forward and right. be vomiting blood and no oh, no that's gone now I'll just keep <laughs> on going so I was just I was kind of beating myself up at the same time as kind of doing this thing that really I really just I just loved so much and it gave me so much. Right. But yeah, it took me all around the world. Like I went to so many different countries and I met so many people mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, a, it was just amazing. And then it ended up being kind of a, a source of income for me, like a, a career of sorts, I guess. Yeah. Call amazing, it. So, hey? yeah. So I'm, yeah. And that, that uh, finally I kind of started settling in Canada quite a bit, mostly in Fernie, BC. So I would go there in the winters and then summers I'd either go to kind of England for a bit and then California or what have you. And then, um, did that for a few years and then I met my wife and then I ended up just kind of dropped it all and just mm-hmm. moved to Calgary and mm-hmm. um, and took a very different journey and kind of in some ways had to kind of deal with some stuff that I'd been kind of commitments to kind of anything because sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. life was very much uncommitted to anything I just would yeah, yeah, travel yeah. around like a few weeks to a few months was about as long as I'd spend in most places so yeah cool yeah, so there's a lot of learning in there, a lot of journeys, a lot of incredible people, lots of like insane situations that people get themselves into, <laughs> totally. and lots of drunk people that I would be around that would do ridiculous things that could end up being kind of awesome and fun at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah so just just living life really and just having a, a great time. So it gave me so much, I don't know, just so much richness and stuff yeah. to life, and and living to le- learning to live with very little income and very little money and just kind of making your way Mm. through was kind of fun but and just being around people that fully accepted that as a way of life totally was really cool actually like it's nobody was starving but everybody was kind of nobody really had a whole lot like someone got a new t-shirt everyone was like yeah dude you got a new (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt it was a funny it was a kind of a really cool cool way to live but I, I still go back to that like days if ever I'm kind of I get a little round up in money. I'm like, man, you used to have the best time when you, you just had a few dollars in the account. Totally. So, and I just, then it just will kind of folds away and it means nothing. And actually you know, I had so much joy and happiness at that time. Yeah. It just, it just gives you that, that total knowing of that money really doesn't mean a whole lot. It's yeah, just, yeah, you're, you know, yeah. just what you are internally really is all that matters. And when you're in that place, really cool stuff happens anyway. Like yeah. you attract so much amazing things like people and, people will just randomly like, oh, you're going there. They'll just drive you somewhere and mm-hmm. they won't want mm-hmm. any money actually. Mm-hmm. And you'll repay them in some other way. Or maybe I used to give like snowboard lessons and stuff to help pay for things. And so it just becomes this, it's just a different way of living. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, So can you speak to that? Like, so once you like got out and you, you know, you got away from home, you really yeah. started like 
feeling your power come back and feeling so for what, sure yeah what's yeah that shift of mindset where you're like what the change so compared to like you know having the best doctors and like going from treatment to treatment to then just like freedom yeah it was huge like it was empowering like it's it's um i think you'll see quite often with people that people are just like they're so solid and then you see them around their parents and they become they almost go back to being a child again hmm. and like as a as a sort of 20 year old where I was just about to sort of take off in life I think really that's when I got sick and then I, mm-hmm. I kind of went back to being a child again like my mom was having mm-hmm. to cook for me all the time mm-hmm. I wasn't really going out anywhere my dad was doing stuff I, I didn't really want to deal with problems and stuff so they would kind of they would kind of show me a lot so it was kind of a bit of a reset really so when I kind of left and sort of traveled you had to kind of be your own person so even like even things where I was very fussy about foods all of a sudden I didn't have a lot of food around me so I would eat Mm-hmm. stuff that I wouldn't normally eat and then I was founding that oh I really love this and then mm-hmm. I started to question like well where's all this coming from like mm-hmm. and it's a lot of it is beliefs and stuff and and I think when you I think traveling is so enriching for people because you you're not second guessing what anyone thinks like mm-hmm. you, you don't ever look you, like if, I have a little six year old and mm-hmm. a lot of times when she wants to do something she'll check what either me or my mom are going to react to it like she may be going to grab some food and then she'll be like is this okay because mm-hmm. she's they're using us for guidance right mm-hmm. so when you go off and and sort of go off on your own there's there's no people to look to anymore so you start to become your own self you don't you actually ask yourself questions you're not kind of looking for someone else to go oh, is it okay mm-hmm. to do this so you, you sometimes you do really ridiculous stupid things mm-hmm. and some of those are really fun and some of them you, you get kind of whipped and kind of taught a lesson from it but you do it from a place of nobody's going to you don't believe that anyone's going to do anything or say anything to you about it. If, if it's your mistake, it's your mistake. Mm-hmm. Or if it's your success, it's your success. It's it's basically kind of owning yourself again. And I, and I think for a lot of people I meet that travel and stuff, that's so huge for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's, um, people completely change. Like sometimes people go away for a year and they come back and you don't even know who they are. Yeah, like they totally. just, they fully let go of belief systems and stuff. And they, um, which are self-imposed really. A lot mm-hmm. of it is from, our environments but it's our choice to kind of believe these things or yeah. or be conscious of our unconscious of them mm-hmm. yeah so that was a huge thing it just gave me i don't know it just gave me space i think it's the what it gave me i gave myself space actually yeah, yeah, yeah. not that that gave me but i gave myself space to kind of be myself and yeah. and make decisions about things not about oh okay i, I shouldn't really take this job that only pays six dollars an hour because you know my my parents think that I should be earning like uh-huh. this much an hour or that stuff disappears. You just kind of take the job because you want to do that job or maybe it helps you for this moment. And if you don't like it, you just kind of quit it. There's no one going to be like, Oh, you quit your job. It's so you, you're very much your own person again. And it was, although that seems quite silly when I look back at it, it was huge for me. Like I didn't have that. Like I really had regressed back to being kind of a kid again because mm-hmm. of this illness and stuff. But, but it was, so it was amazing really. Like when I look at that side of getting sick, it was, incredible like it it was it helped me to break free of shackles basically mm-hmm. so it's and that's the beauty of the of your mind and body like if you don't if you don't do what your inner being kind of wants to do it, it kind of manifests in your body physically mm-hmm. it shows that there's some disease there and sometimes it's quite extreme sometimes it's minor mm-hmm. i'm sure i was getting lots of signals before but i was just so blinker to them mine had to get right. really really quite severe before i would make a shift right yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I kind of look back and 
and see it as a gift because I, I'd still probably be living in England, which was a great place anyway. It's not that it was a bad place to be, but for me personally, I've had so much like richness and amazing things happen in life because mm-hmm. I, because I did went off on my own basically. Like mm-hmm. I kind of was able to kind of become myself and and sort of it felt like a fresh start basically yeah, yeah totally yeah that's beautiful so there's that big idea of like you know when you went back to being a kid you were back in like those parameters set by your parents and totally like, yeah yeah and you know they they are yours you know because yes. we have to own up to oh, what we are but yes. what we're kind of like set in our environment yes yeah so once you yeah. fully just get out of that you're able to yeah explore what things really mean to you and totally how you were really feeling even yeah, instead yeah. of somebody coming in and saying hey like how, how are you feeling today yeah you, you, know? you stop questioning that stuff you mm. just kind of you do a bit you become well, it's more being basically you become a being as opposed to a a, a programming really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's um yeah it's a, it's it's awesome mm-hmm. to, to get that sort of fresh start and some people don't like uh, I, I think it felt. I would have liked to have done stuff even younger. But when I look mm. at some people in their thirties, forties, a lot of them are still living those ways. Like oh, yeah. a lot of people are, are self-inflicted with kind of in jobs that they really don't like because, uh, and really, they a lot of the time they can blame. Oh yeah, it's why well, you got to pay the bills, and I want to do this. But it a lot of it is a lot of it comes from parental stuff where mm-hmm. they feel that they're having to do stuff that their parents want. But really, all your parents want you to be is to feel safe and be strong and kind of be able to stand on your own two feet that's what your parents want mm-hmm. and they want you to kind of be feel loved by them and feel loved in themselves even if they don't show it mm-hmm. like some 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 people will show love through pushing you really hard like mm-hmm. their way of that's their way of kind of helping you their way the only way they know of you growing mm-hmm. some people I, I honestly most people only just need a hug mm-hmm. they need a hug and a and to be told that someone loves them totally that's enough for them to get through life it really is Mm -hmm. and then they feel safe yeah but some people that they don't they don't they're not aware they didn't grow up that way and their way is that you know it's it's to kind of you got to grind and get stuff done and sometimes they're really tough on their kids or or family members or work people because they believe that they want the best out of them so they push people until they get people start being the best yeah totally yeah and, and i think that was quite a common way before I think that's shifting now I think now it's becoming more of a compassionate kind of a yeah. way in people allowing people to kind of find that power within them mm-hmm. because they feel safe not because it's kind of beat into them kind of thing mm-hmm. and um, yeah so there's just lots of shifts and it's all these sort totally. of things it's not all stuff that was always happening to me but I would notice all this stuff in people who were around me and why they were making certain decisions and why certain people were traveling and why certain people were doing certain jobs mm-hmm. and and the stories that you would hear very often about why they were in a certain job and why they were doing something and, they, and a lot of people felt I could see people feeling trapped I guess yeah 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 so it and it kind of made how free I felt even more wonderful because I was like wow I don't I've got out of that mm. so it was for me that was kind of really a huge a huge shift in my life anyway mm-hmm. yeah beautiful mm. cool um yeah so you know the initial sickness when you were younger and then yeah. getting away you kind of got on top of it and yeah it became manageable traumas, but yeah it was manageable yeah, yeah yeah it was it was pretty um pretty neutral i mean for most people they'd think there was nothing wrong but most days were still a bit of a struggle like i was still exhausted a lot of the time mm. or um things would 
I'd get right. I had less. Um, it was easier to leave homeostasis. I guess would be the easiest way to okay. yeah, to yeah, say yeah. it. So I could get in homeostasis, but I would just I kept snowboarding though. So I would definitely I had sports and stuff to keep me. Mm-hmm. That was always my balance because mm-hmm. I had a lot of emotion and stuff in me. Like that's just how I am, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt that that was a part of me that I didn't necessarily love because it seemed mm. weak like i'd been mm. kind of i guess taught from where i grew up it's, it wasn't the way it, it the people that i grew up around in essex it was kind of the stronger kind of ones that fought a lot were the mm-hmm. ones that kind of made their way through mm-hmm. and I, I didn't really have too many issues but i had a different way of getting through life yeah, so mine yeah, was yeah. kind of a more softer compassionate kind of approach approach totally. to how i did stuff but it, it still felt like i i hadn't really owned those parts of me uh-huh. properly so kind of um so when i i was here and I kind of started doing regular jobs in in Calgary and stuff I still had to kind of find balance with for me I had to find sports were kind of where I kind of that's where my power was really uh-huh. for me like I could flow through there I I gave up all kind of judgment on myself I just kind of went with it and it was really nourishing for me mm. and then not I did that for quite a few years and did still so I was doing pretty well with my jobs and stuff and getting into kind of management positions and that was kind of going really well and but and then um, I just decided at one point that Got, I started actually I started getting a lot healthier than what the stronger kind of confident wise I got and the the more kind of ownership I had of myself I got a lot stronger and I decided I wanted to leave and leave what I was doing at that time which mm. was in the car industry and then go into um, some sort of healing art is kind of what I wanted to go into yeah, yeah. so I, I started to study um, osteopathy and that was going amazingly well yeah. and then um, about a year into that I had an accident at home I fell down the stairs carrying my daughter and then that's when I had another massive sort of shift in life and so I kind of I I lost a lot of the use of my body for quite a while and then I hit my head as well and kind of over the years of snowboarding and motorcycle racing I'd had other hits to the head so I had kind of I think like minor minor concussions and stuff but kind of multiples of them over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and that kind of mixed with being quite an emotional person and then all of a sudden my brain wasn't quite working how mm. it used to and and it just everything just fell apart and collapsed I couldn't do sports anymore so I had no release for kind of this emotions and stuff in me yeah, and it yeah. just everything just collapsed like my body wasn't really working I started getting well I just it was just shutting down everything was just shutting down all yeah, my hormones yeah. were kind of depleting and yeah and I ended up in a pretty pretty rough spot but then an amazing spot that I've kind of sprung off from again so yeah, it's totally. yeah so it's That's pretty interesting cool. hey yeah so you know, you shared this with me before. Yeah, yeah, it's, totally. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, oh, it's, an, it's inspiring. Um, but what I what has just come to me was that, like, you know, when you left home, you went to to find yourself, but you For didn't sure. really address and deal with what was happening. No. You know, with the no, no, yeah, it was very much a running so away like, kind of thing. Of course yeah. it came back. Yes, yeah. So I'm curious, up to the point where you went and you decided to study osteopathy were you were you conscious of the fact that like your mindset and your uh your environment was making you better or was making you or or was it more just like oh I feel good you know or were you like really like aware that the actions you were taking were you know what I mean keeping you away from feeling sick uh no where I was working it was it was if you were going to get sick that was the place to work uh, yeah yeah the car industry is pretty uh-huh. uh, it's pretty it's a really easy industry at sometimes I mean it can be there's a lot of tension like month ends and stuff and there's lots of sales quarters and stuff so actually uh-huh. I was I was actually thriving in it uh-huh. but I just I looked around at people I was 
working with and they were just retiring actually and I remember just thinking I don't know if I'm going to be fully happy with myself if I if I keep doing this something in me was just mm. burning that you know what Simon you've kind of you've grown so much now and you're in such a good space that what I was kind of just wanting more for some reason actually mm. not really more money or anything maybe that's part I don't know if that was part of it but it was just more from life and I just looked at I was just looking at the future and these people that I really loved I loved working the people I love with they're mm -hmm. amazing they still are actually I still keep in touch with all of them mm -hmm. and I just remember thinking do you want to be there when you're 50 mm -hmm. and I just thought well maybe not mm -hmm. not there was anything wrong with it I would have been comfortable financially and stuff and all that sort of side of stuff but there was a part of me that that wasn't feeling enriched and, mm -hmm. and and so I started looking a lot about health and healing and stuff and I got super interested in that and then mm -hmm. I just thought well and that was actually over time like I'd been really getting interested into health and healing and a lot of it was through nutrition first so I started importing mm. foods and selling them at farmers markets and mm. stuff like organic foods mm. and stuff like this so I I was loving that for a while but then I found well, you know what I'm not really I'm not really seeing a change in people so I kind mm. of wanted a bit more so I kind of and then I looked at kind of I just had this want to help people I've actually always had that from a from a very young age like I just loved helping people and helping mm. people grow and just kind of um, whether it's emotionally or physically whatever they need I kind of was always wanting to help mm -hmm. so I just um, I think I just allowed that to come forward and, and be it mm -hmm. and so that's kind of osteopathy seemed like a great one for me just because I'd, I'd um, had a lot of physical sort of injuries and stuff but at this time I really wasn't very aware of I was aware of how I was emotionally and stuff but I wasn't aware of the power of the mind really to be honest like mm -hmm. I hadn't I'd done no sort of any sort of spirituality or anything mm. like that so I was that side of stuff wasn't really I, I don't know if I even knew it existed to be honest mm -hmm. I, I knew that I had a lot of emotions that people didn't mm. and then that was kind of where it ended and then so I kind of went down a more physical route really with sort of osteopathy because it, it I could help people and and I loved it but there was a I was noticing very much a mental side to that as well mm -hmm. and um yeah, and then when kind of the, the accident happened, I kind of, I w was in a really rough spot. I mean, it was horrendous. Every day was, was I, d I didn't know if I'd ever make it through another day. Like, that's what every day felt like. Mm -hmm. And it felt it through most of the day, and then the night would come, and it would get a lot worse. And wow. and I just, every single night was just, it felt like the world was ending. And mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, man, this place is terrible. But every time I made a tiny bit of progress this just I would light up my whole body it was like yeah one day you're going to teach someone this stuff mm -hmm. I'm going to teach someone this stuff and that became actually a, a thing that drew me through like yeah, yeah. kind of my the way I am and my I don't know uh, bullheadedness and kind of just keep going sort of thing which kind of is partly how I got myself into troubles in the past and the illness and stuff as well mm -hmm. like that thing that kind of pushed me into that place is also the thing I found that's going to get me out of it as well mm -hmm. but then when I had this it just something shifted in me that whenever I had this feeling of the, you know, this, what I'm learning right here, some people might never know this. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people take their lives and stuff. And I had that feeling a lot of the time. And although I wasn't acting on it, I, I, um, I had the feeling of it and I thought, well, other people have this and then they act on it. So I was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I can teach something here. Maybe there's some way I can shift. So I started just looking into lots of stuff, neurobiology and, and how physio, how physical actions affect mental stuff and so I just went into this massive and because I was in this um, the school I was in was pretty in depth like the technical side of stuff 
So I got really good at studying stuff. So mm. I had massive medical books here as well. So I started mm. looking into a lot of this stuff when I when I could, and the focus of that kind of took my mind off things. And I kind of mm. it kind of it was nourishing me as well that I was kind of achieving something, um, not financial because it was all internal yeah, really, yeah, but yeah. it was internal that you know one day I could share this with someone else. Maybe someone doesn't know this wow. is why yeah. I saw it. And and the one thing I remember is I, I would. Every day I was in chaos. Like drop, I dropped my. I'd meditate for a few hours before I went, or an hour or two before I went to school to drop my daughter off, uh-huh. just so that I could get out of the house because I couldn't leave right. the house otherwise. So it was, yeah. I would get myself like as high a vibration as I could, and then I'd drop her off at the school. And I remember thinking to myself, "Man, you are just a mess. Like you just, this is so hard work." But wow. it was all I had to do. Right? It's all I could do. But then I'd get to the school and I would look at sometimes other parents and stuff dropping their kids off, and they were like some of them were like shouting at their kids some are really stressed and I was just like man you're rough but these these people are also like in a lot of pain they're maybe not experiencing it in the same way as you but yeah. they're in pain and I was just like wow maybe I'm not that sick right. like physically stuff is really rough but I was just like man like in a lot of ways you're doing so much better than everyone else so then I was like okay so I've got a really good I'm doing really great in some ways and just horrendous in other ways so uh-huh. I found some balance in that place and then from that place every time I could find balance then I could kind of springboard off and create something else really and so that's what I did for three three years or so of just kind of failing and then finding balance fail find balance fail find balance succeed 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 fail again and it was just that was all I would do and I didn't really have any other options because when I stopped trying everything just fell apart and my brain would just become so traumatized and stuff so I would just uh, and my and it would manifest physically through me so I didn't get more illness stuff like ailments coming through so mm. I didn't in some ways I didn't feel like I had an option to to stop mm-hmm. but I also didn't really want to stop either so mm. so that and to me it was a gift because the days I really didn't feel like doing it I just kept going mm-hmm. so I would I would write pages and pages every day of stuff I was learning and maybe how this could help someone and wow. yeah and I kind of was outlining kind of things how it could go in a book and maybe this could help and but it was hilarious because I was still seriously ill at that time like I was oh, in really? such a bad space yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I just was like well you know what I'm gonna make the most of every every second I can because I didn't know how much longer I had really like it was I literally thought that this was the end right so I thought well I'll just do whatever I can to appreciate every yeah, yeah. second of it like I've had those moments quite a few times in life especially like big accidents and stuff on bikes and stuff mm-hmm. where especially where I'm kind of like throwing up blood and stuff I would be <laughs> thinking like this is this is this could be it but this one really felt like it could be it because I was like I'd lost hope as well like that yeah. kind of that resilience because before I would get injured and then a week later I was like perfectly fine again and right. I just felt like Superman but this time that didn't happen I didn't mm-hmm. recuperate in the same way I kind of something completely broke mm-hmm. like some sort of beliefs that I could heal just completely disappeared yeah, yeah. so I had to really refine all of this it was it was almost like going back to being a, a baby in a man's body in some ways sure. in that everything felt very scary and everything felt impossible yeah and I was very um suggestible like if I read something that didn't sit well with me it would react in street like really strongly within my me physically yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but the beauty of all that is I was just realizing well how strong thought is and stuff even uh-huh. though I was able to gauge it so more because I was so sensitive to it but I could even just watching tv shows and things like like kids shows that I remember just thinking nothing of them and I'd sit with my daughter who was three and she'd be getting upset at a show and I'm like yeah no wonder she's upset this is traumatizing <laughs> and it's just like a, it's just like a bunny jumping along but there was yeah, something yeah, about yeah. it that I was noticing that I wasn't aware of before and I I was just in a different part of my brain right I was in this really deep kind of limbic system place and I was highly aware of so much stuff like other yeah. people's energy and 
the words that people say and when you say words how they affect you physically and mm-hmm. how they affect other people physically and I could I was like aware of people's eyes dilating and going bigger Whoa. and smaller when yeah, I'd yeah. say certain words that maybe didn't agree with them Crazy, yeah. so I was hyper hyper aware of so much stuff it was like a information overload actually yeah. but from that place I was just learning like it was like I was learning so much like yeah. so quickly yeah like I was highly highly aware but it was really painful because everything every time I'd get upset it was it was physically was like I'd have like real pain from it basically. So it was, it was a tough place, yeah. but, but by just seeing what I was able to grow from it, it was incredible. Like mm. it was just, and when you can see how something is serving you, man, you can just take off it. Like mm. you can have really major things happen to you, but if you, if your brain can see that something is serving you, even if it's like really kind of horrific for you, it's amazing what it can do. Mm. It, it just kind of gives up. It doesn't fight it anymore. It's just like, yeah, this is serving us. And it starts like trying to find ways to find more joy and more amazingness from mm. whatever is happening to you. Yeah, wow. But if you fight it and resist it, man, you just, you eat yourself alive. Like you literally, your body eats itself. Yeah. And then, but when you see stuff as serving you, even like really challenging stuff, something just changes in you and it's, it's so powerful. Yeah, like yeah. I, I literally, like these people have heal overnight. I had full experience of kind of things like if I really, really focus on just like positive emotions and just like I just daily like just going mad, like gratitude journals like all day long, like it was just insane. I could literally change my physiology so extremely in one day. It was almost like I had no illness and nothing. It It was like I was completely normal again. But then I get a little bit of trauma kind of come back in again and then you kind of get stuck in that loop and then boom I go straight back to the old other place again but mm-hmm. but it made me very aware of that you can you can shift from somewhere so quickly and just by changing perception basically mm. by altering perception you can change yourself physically you can change how people react with you um yeah you don't have to change the situation it was just like mm. you can just change your perception and all of a sudden everything change mm-hmm. everything changes the resistance can disappear pain disappears like I had a like a crack in uh, a bit of my spine which was super painful and all of the the soft tissue trauma actually is worse I think about mm-hmm. back injuries than mm-hmm. the actual spine unless you've kind of severed nerves obviously but for me the soft tissue stuff was really insanely painful and I remember sitting there once and just meditating and then I was very resistant of this pain and I remember just, I'm just going to meditate. I'm just going to love it. I'm just going to just mm. love it and hug it and just kind of, because everything else I was trying just wasn't working. So mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to join you. <laughs> I'm just, we're just going to, we're both going to just sit in pain because it feels very separate as well. Yeah. Like you, you have so much separation within you. Yeah. And I remember just sitting and just sitting with that pain and just hugging it and just kind of mentally, obviously, it's all this mm-hmm. is all in my mind going through and boom, it just disappeared. Wow. All of this insane pain I'm talking like, I wouldn't take any painkillers because I was, I don't know why I didn't do that. I just for punishment I guess yeah, but, yeah. but anyway and it just disappeared immediately wow, and yeah. it was gone for like an hour and a bit until I kind of was like oh man this could come back and as soon as I started thinking oh this could come back then boom all the pain came back oh, but okay. but again that just showed me again another situation of like man like mind over matter and how just setting your mind and kind of finding service in things and just this it's not even just about being like fully positive it's kind of embracing what you perceive as negative and what you see as positive and mm. kind of holding all of that at once mm. there's so much power in that place there's so much like balance and being and you're not lying to yourself you're not like saying that you haven't hurt yourself and you, mm. something hasn't happened but mm. at the same time 
you're not saying that that's the end of the world either. You kind of find a balance between those two. Mm-hmm. And when you find that balance in your brain, it it doesn't release all the... It, it stops releasing chemicals, I think, actually. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't... Like, when you're very panicked, you're releasing lots of cortisol and all these sort of pee. Like, there's these other chemicals and pain chemicals and stuff that get released when you see something as being negative. Mm. And then vice versa, if you only see things as positive, you get released so much dopamine that you can actually get addictions to stuff. That, mm. But when you sit with both types of thoughts all at once, your brain, it's all, to me, I perceived, perceived it as that your brain almost doesn't, well, it's not negative, it's not positive, so it just kind of sits in the middle and you kind of find homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And it can be really challenging to look at traumatic things in your life and kind of find... <laughs> find joy there mm-hmm. but when you can you don't let go of the pain but you find yeah. the joy at the same time and then it kind of collapses on itself and it's mm-hmm. there's so much growth available in that place mm-hmm. yeah and I didn't find many other people were kind of teaching this really and I wasn't at that time wasn't reading anything spiritual or anything so I was just kind of finding the stuff as I went along but it, it really became very much a spiritual practice more than anything right and then I did this for quite a few years and then after a while I am um, I would start to read some spiritual books. I didn't want to be too like guided by other people's opinions. Right. So I did start reading some, and I was like, "Man, this guy wrote about this like 500 years ago, like the stuff I'm talking about right now." And then I would kind of just drop the book because I didn't want to get too swayed by it. But I was just, yeah, I was just like, you know what? Then I started looking at energies and stuff, and where it's all coming from, and kind of where thought patterns and kind of mass consciousness and stuff, and kind of. I was seeing that lots of people actually had similar ideas at the same time and they kind of feel like it's it's all theirs, but it's kind of happened elsewhere and they yeah. call it a different trademark and stuff. Yeah, but then yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. man, a lot of this stuff is super similar. So I started looking a lot more at sort of energetics and a lot of kind of mass consciousness stuff. And yeah. if people want to call it God or source or what have you, I started looking into a lot of that stuff as well. And, and when I kind of got into that, there was a massive amount of growth from that place as well. Mm-hmm. Like it gave a lot more meaning to everything and you can right. actually... You could almost look at your life with a bit of a roadmap of like how this this happened and then it created this that that caused me to want to do this and mm. and even if you're kicking and screaming while this is going along it's still kind of happening mm-hmm. and then when I kind of looked over my whole life again but I started looking at it from the place of like this is serving me mm-hmm. I was like man yeah that accident was the one that got me to go to this guys and that's mm-hmm. what took me here and that's what brought me to Canada and and now I have a an incredible wife and a beautiful daughter and like the end the end at the moment like I have so many amazing things that Mm. that most people spend their life trying to get what I have now mm-hmm. and I, I got it all because of all this stuff that went on and I was just, so I when you can do that you all of this stuff that seems traumatic actually can kind of it, it simmers down and it becomes it can become quite amazing mm-hmm. and then when you can kind of change that mindset to the right now like I don't know where this is going to lead or what's happening but I just try and sit or I just I do just sit with kind of joy mm. even if I'm get a little afraid of things in the moment mm-hmm. or I'm not sure I kind of I just kind of go back and like you remember all those times when it seemed terrible but it ended up being amazing mm. this moment right now could be could be that and then when you can actually become well yeah, it is that you become really present and really being in this moment that every moment is incredible mm-hmm. and you can you, we are humans you kind of you can lose that mindset for a second and you kind of no man everything's so hard and everything's mm. challenging but then if you kind of remind yourself no no you remember those times before when you mm. felt like this and then you can kind of test it you can kind of sit with it and then and you just find when you when you can find sort of balance and kind of serving in each moment and that this could could be incredible and 
maybe this is my last week on earth but I don't know it yet so let's just live this life like it was like just the not the doing not like going out and being crazy but just that appreciation of it mm-hmm. of the moment mm-hmm. like I, I always kind of think of it as if you had a family member that was maybe you knew for some some reason in three weeks they were going to be gone uh, for out of your life you would cherish those three weeks every moment mm. and if you can kind of think of life in that way mm. that really is like every moment you're taking now is it's it's kind of it's disappeared right from a physical standpoint it's kind of left now mm-hmm. those last seconds just left so but if i didn't cherish that last second then that, that kind of feels sad actually mm. in, in part of me and sometimes i still do i still kind of let go off the reserve a little bit sometimes but mm. but it is quite quick to bring myself back to kind of that pace of appreciation and mm. and when you can find that appreciation and, and like people are searching for mindfulness and it's just really it's like a beingness in this moment and it's really quite incredible and the and the the creation and the joys and the stuff that comes out of that place is really wild like you like i think for yourself as well probably like you've started this project mm. and that probably came from a place i'm guessing actually that you came mm. from a place where you were very centered and kind of in the moment and you just you kind of man i'm just gonna go do this mm-hmm. it just kind of comes right and then you kind of start doing it and then you kind of get the the frictions and the kind yeah. of trying to work out how to do it and it kind of feels kind of tough but it came yeah, from yeah. that place of just like man i'm just gonna go do this amazing thing i'm gonna record people speaking and and who knows where it's gonna head right totally. i don't know in a few years i might be seeing you on oprah winfrey or something right yeah, well, who knows right yeah. you don't you don't know like it's but if it does if you did get on oprah winfrey or something massive in five years it would have been really nice to appreciate this moment as well right mm. instead of it being a really challenging painful kind of oh everything was so tough i didn't know how to do computers and then but yeah so it's just it's such a just a perception change but it can literally change so much yeah totally and it, it removes a lot of lack from your life and yeah it's it's super cool yeah yeah, yeah yeah not always super easy to stay there but it's it's such an amazing place that it's well worth the effort for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting uh it's so easy to be swayed by either either way in like ultimate joy or ultimate pain totally right? yeah, and then get yeah. stuck over towards those things for but sure yeah it is just that you know re-remembering of you know at any moment we could be at either end which yes. brings us back to the middle which yes. you know opens up experience for like anything right oh for sure yeah i mean i did spend a lot of time like initially when i first started i when i found out that thinking and thoughts were um so powerful Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just be positive all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I was, and honestly, I had so much healing from that place. Like, if you had the choice of being just negative or just positive as much as you could, mm-hmm. definitely try and choose the positive side yeah. because you, when in that place, your body heals really well and stuff. So I did really amazingly well, but I would get so upset if I had dropped out of it, uh-huh. that place. That if I was like, man, like everything's going so well, and, uh, and now I'm kind of angry with someone, and uh-huh. I would drop back out, and then it became actually quite. A painful place to actually sometimes to even think positively because I'm like, oh, you're gonna drop out of this place. Yeah. So, um, I still try and find that it's, it's kind of easy. It's kind of tough, tough to explain because even this middle place actually is a very positive kind of mm-hmm. joyful, nourishing place. Sure. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know how to explain that I'm, I'm properly in words. But yeah. But just trying to be positive is is challenging. I think it's. I am gonna say I think it's impossible actually to be there all the time. Like sure. Because Especially like 
dealing with full on like like depression or like sure. you know loss yeah. of somebody you really love or whatever totally. yeah. just be positive yeah. you know like <laughs> oh it's like yeah. the, it's the most challenging words to hear from it's someone just like <laughs> it just turns people away yeah. and they're just like nope like f that i'm just yeah. going to be sad because yeah. how can i be positive right now yeah. like it, yeah know? yeah it's but it, what i do know is that the, the more time you spend in like um in a place is that you you kind of become that place more easily mm. like i see that if you're um if you spend a lot of time so let's say i mean i had i wouldn't really class myself as having depression but probably i could have been clinically diagnosed with that i don't know i just didn't mm. want to take on all these labels but mm -hmm. at the time when i was really rough it was the thought of kind of getting to kind of like really enjoying anything really mm. even food or life was mm -hmm. it seems so far away like it was so right. hard and it feels like you've got an elastic band actually like you kind of you make a tiny bit of progress, man. I even I've enjoyed I enjoyed talking to someone today, and then but that elastic band kind of it really wants to pull you back because mm -hmm. I, all of your cells and stuff are working at a different vibration. It's they've got used to being in that space. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of I would go extremely positive on stuff to just try and stretch out a bit, mm -hmm. and I kind of come back and get back. But what I found is that the more I kept stretching myself to try and find joy and stuff, even if I I just believed it wasn't there, I just keep looking until I found something is the more time you spend in kind of that, I'll just say higher, I want, I'm not going to say it is higher, but just compared to what I'm thinking of lower as in I was feeling pretty low, mm. that when you spend more time in the higher places, that elastic band, the attachment to it almost switches, like it kind of connects mm. more to the upper place. Mm -hmm. So then when you fall out, you kind of, you do have a rough days that that elastic band is kind of helping you to get back to that other vibration of energy that you were kind of running at maybe mm -hmm. the day before when everything was really buzzing. Mm -hmm. And it's a different... It's, it's easier it feels like your life is kind of helping you a bit more like you have more resilience and you're able to kind of bounce back a lot quicker mm -hmm. but when you're stuck in that place that is really rough i mean i i, I lots of times and i even had voices in my head saying yeah you're never going to get out of this this mm -hmm. place is so dense and so like i couldn't find joy in anything it was like in it was really a challenging place and i never thought that was a possible place to be in because i'd never lived in it before mm -hmm. but because of the head injury and all these things it just kind of created right and so then I just think of all these people that I used to look at that were living that way that I used to kind of, part of me actually used to look down on them like, oh, why are you kind of like, why are you that way? Mm. Why don't you just change? But it's, it's tough. Like it was, it, I just had a lot of focus to get out of that place, but, but it is possible though. Mm -hmm. Like if you're there, I, I, it's possible to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And if you can start seeing, start looking for amazing things that are happening or maybe stuff that's serving you in that place, like it sometimes it really helps people to be in these places like some mm -hmm. people get a lot of care from other people when they're down so you you kind of get a, you can partly get addicted to kind of like you know what if when i'm not feeling very good and people will notice it like a lot of people more care for me and stuff and sure, yeah, yeah. maybe you have you get social benefits and stuff like there can be lots of benefits to being in kind of a rough a rough place right a lot mm -hmm. more people tend to help you and stuff when you're lower not everybody but um so sometimes it's tough to get out of from that side as well like your brain is kind of saying well yeah you could start feeling a lot more positive and stuff but then you've got to go to work on your own and then you have Be to start paying your own we bills yeah, and yeah. and then maybe you might fall out of it again and these are the sort of thoughts that your brain kind of uses to kind of rationalize staying in kind of a mine this is me personally anyway mm. is, i can't blanket everyone else with this but from my place i felt I, I was noticing those sort of thoughts but but then i started looking at okay well what's the benefits of this then so if i can't 
see joy and stuff, what are the benefits of this? Well, I found things like meditation, which I never would have found any other way. Mm-hmm. I really had to be kicked super hard for me to even consider that maybe meditation could help anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, breathing techniques, like just, I'm like, I'm breathing all the time. What's, mm-hmm. what's going on here? But then I was like, wow, if you just breathe into your stomach. And then I started looking at the physiology of like mm-hmm. um, vagus nerve. And if you keep mm-hmm. poking a vagus nerve, it's going to start sending parasympathetics. Mm-hmm. And, also, and then just differences of oxygens and all this stuff that I was researching anyway. So mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, so this is incredible. Like I'm learning all this amazing stuff because of this cruddy place. I mean, and actually I remember once when I, especially when I was meditating a lot and I, one time I was meditating like 10, 12 hours a day. So I was just in this like Zen space, but that actually gets to me, it actually got kind of boring after a while. Mm-hmm. Actually, just stay in that place because I had no motivation to do anything. Mm. I was so zen that there was just like there's nothing to do in the world. Yeah. So I actually I remember like you know a kind of craving feeling crud, like because uh-huh. I knew I'd get back out of it again. Yeah. So I would kind of I wouldn't meditate for a while, and then I'd get feeling really horrendous. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this really feels like a good time for me to go meditate. And then I'd go run off and meditate, and it was just the most amazing feeling of kind of coming back out of that place again. Yeah. So then that kind of, again, that just sort of reinforced that, you know, like you can find joy in unpleasant places as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of growth in, in darkness, right? There's, there's no light without darkness and, mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no Zen without the lack of it either, mm-hmm. actually. So if you just felt Zen all the time, actually the feeling of that disappears. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it actually, you can't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. What once felt so incredible and amazing all of a sudden just feels like nothingness yeah, and without yeah. that contrast of actually sometimes feeling a little unpleasant or just tired and stuff you've got nothing to balance to know what zen is you can't quantify zen without a lack of it mm. so you can then start looking at the times when you're not in that place as a gift as well that okay well this space of kind of like meditative bliss means nothing unless i have something to compare it to and mm. So then you can again look at those points in your time when you weren't, and then actually it gives some it gives gives some meaning to those those meditations and that feeling of kind of blissfulness and mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite uh, yeah, and it becomes it, life becomes kind of a game as well. Like then it becomes playful. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of play with your the flow of emotions and energies and stuff. And sometimes you kind of you again you forget mm-hmm. you become very human, but then you can kind of oh yeah drift back into it again mm-hmm. and kind of really enjoy the flow of kind of yeah maybe i don't feel great today and just kind of embracing that not mm-hmm. feeling great and then when you embrace even like denser emotions and stuff they flow they pass a lot faster anyway mm-hmm. even if they don't leave immediately they 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 do leave a lot quicker like they kind of leave your body or you you just get the idea to maybe go for a run or something you come from a different place like a lot of times when i was very low you didn't feel like doing much mm-hmm. but when i kind of embraced that Actually, it was usually the days when I just gave up. I'm like, oh, man, I just give up. I'm not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. I would just sit on the couch and I'm like, because I've just given up resistance to it, part of me would just be like, you should go for a walk. And I'd go for a walk and boom, I felt amazing again. Mm-hmm. And it was just that not resisting wherever you are at any one moment, mm-hmm. even if it looks that it's not a great place to be in or maybe it looks like a wonderful place to be in. It's just kind of, and again, it just comes back to being present and sort of being with yourself and, and kind of going with the flow of life and stuff mm. and yeah yeah the non-resistance piece is really huge yes on like massive. every level you know yeah. and for we might feel like i just i just want to sit on the couch today don't yes. don't resist that feeling like no. just sit it sit there and don't like judge yourself for it you know but, totally and that's a tough one i think for pretty much anybody nowadays mm. like it's tough for them to to let go 
Totally. And just embrace like, this is going to be the best couch lying I've ever had. <laughs> just like lying on that couch and just, but it's so amazing though that sometimes you do that. And then half an hour later when you really like give into it and you just, uh, you're just like, man, I just want to go do stuff. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like you just, it's almost like parts of your body are like, it's, yeah, you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, boom, you, you've got some more inspiration. You yeah. became present again. You became one in the moment. And, and it's not easy. And especially if you're in a very much a go, 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 go got to get stuff done like got to succeed kind of a mindset which can create tons of success in your life mm. but it's quite hard it can be really hard on your body and mind mm. sometimes to be able to just sit on the couch for some people is really tough like mm-hmm. or just to stop for a moment even just to stop play, to play with their children or mm. to read a book or something and then and and that's where illness for a lot of people doesn't wonderful favors and it forces them to stop and that luckily some people are very lucky that they realize wow I had to stop. I wasn't going to, but I did. And wow, there's there's more to life than me just running around all the time and mm-hmm. chasing something that, that ultimately doesn't really exist because mm-hmm. you're just chasing an internal environment. You mm-hmm. just want to feel good inside. Mm-hmm. But you can go straight to feeling good inside and then do stuff from that place. Right, beautiful. I don't have to go and be really successful at um, in business to feel successful. I can literally, I know what, the, I've done lots of things that I felt successful in life doing mm-hmm. i know what that feeling physically feels like actually so i can actually go back to the vision of it i can create the physical feeling immediately i feel successful mm. and then all of a sudden i'm like well what do i need to do now then i've yeah, already got yeah, i've yeah. got this feeling so then i started living you can live more from a, a place of just like wow I, I can find success whenever i want it but yeah. what do i really want to do and for me i found that i just want to help people and i want to kind of help people grow and maybe even if it's not the journey I took, the way I did stuff, but just to show them that it's possible to f- to find kind of contentment in life, no matter right. kind of what's sort of happening, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that it's okay to kind of be yourself, basically, and right. you are kind of unique. Like everyone I see as one, but everybody's unique as well at the same time, and and I think everybody is extremely special in their own ways, and I I, I think that everyone's a genius in their own way as well. Mm-hmm. Some are genius in lots of different ways, and some some people it's very specific what sure. they're a genius at, but. Yeah everybody has it in them like uh, i i can't you can argue with me out of me i just don't yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. believe it's so, i don't yeah. believe that people are sin, sinful and i don't believe people are kind of well people do stuff that's that's unpleasant but I, I i believe that everyone's deep core of them is a place of of love yeah and i believe that lots of traumas and stuff can happen in people's lives that that create all sorts of stuff within us that uh-huh. sometimes are not helpful for us and others but um I do believe really deep, deep, deep inside that there's, that's what there is there. Yeah. And that we can go to that place by choice and not, not everyone will. Some people will never change mm-hmm. for their life, but, um, I believe it's there mm-hmm. and it's, um, and sort of all spiritual masters and stuff that you speak to will, will say the same. That's why they don't really judge. Mm-hmm. They don't have judgment on people and they feel love for everybody because they, they see the true essence of mm-hmm. what humans are and, and, and animals and plants and everything actually like everything around them but yeah so it's that place is there and i think it's if you want to make the choice sometimes it's tough to get there mm. it can take a lot of work and mm-hmm. it, it can bring up a lot of trauma and emotions mm-hmm. and stuff that are, can be really painful to deal with but the the end end result is really quite amazing yeah like and i, and I think it's worth it's worth the work and effort because a lot of people give a lot of lit work and spend a lot of time saying how terrible the world is. Well, maybe spend 50% of your time or 10% of your time just trying to find the beauty in it. And then, mm-hmm. 
and then maybe try and make it 50 50 mm -hmm. don't have to be always that everything's wonderful but if you can find a 50 50 split of kind of like the world is terrible and it's amazing at the same time see what living in that place feels like mm -hmm. it feels pretty cool yeah totally yeah beautiful i'd love you to you you're touching on it i'd love you to speak on because what came up for me when you were talking about <clears throat> um you know eventually things uh things will things will come come back up if we don't address them um what i was immediately drawn to was you know people people i know who maybe are just go 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 and they're always working and i don't have time to to get better i don't have time to exercise to do this and this mm -hmm. right but for them they'll just take that quick fix they'll just take a pill to like numb that pain mm -hmm. you know and so they get that immediate fix yes. but what has come from you know your experience was you were forced to do the work you were forced to do the hard work to get to that place of I having was, that yeah. quick fix inside you yes because we can get to a place of like oh i'm feeling shitty let me just switch this by you know using whatever quick technique yes. you have but it yeah, yeah. But can you speak to like, we have to do the work to get to that place? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, my quick fix was, was sport, right? Like in things mm -hmm. that really, I've got massive, a lot of things that had adrenaline. So basically snowboarding mm -hmm. for me and things like that. So, but that could quite easily have been in other people. It can be any sorts of addictions or drugs or chemicals or um, music. It could be anything really. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it just, that's the one that mm -hmm. resonated with me. That's the one that worked for me the most, the most easily. Um, but yeah, so I mean, with me, and if you kind of sit back and look at your life, and if you look at stuff that keeps repeating in your life, and mm. a lot of stuff will come to you through other people, like people are very much a mirror mm -hmm. of us. And so there's, you may st keep seeing the same people coming up in your life and the mm. same sort of energy about them. And then that same person, you might notice that, hey, they're kind of like that with you, but they're not like that with someone else. And mm -hmm. so I believe that all of this stuff is wanting to be accepted and kind of dealt with or um, and processed in some people. There's different ways of healing this. I'm not going to say one specific way is going to mm -hmm. be the best way because whatever works for you is the best way, really. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it, it's worth, it's all worth the work because there's so much more peace and understanding and, and stuff underneath it. Mm -hmm. But I, I do believe that this stuff will just keep coming up until you do something with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's why we we get stuck in these patterns of kind of our coping behaviors, as it were. Of it, it comes up, and then we go do our thing, and then it comes up, and we go do our thing, and it's always very much doing something else to try and stop or quash whatever it is in you that's trying to come mm -hmm, up. Or, mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah. So I, and it can be work, but at the same time, it can be really easy. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I think one of the for me, it was, yeah, I didn't really have an option, right? I just, I, I would have taken the easy route out if I mm -hmm. could have. But it's also kind of not in my personality to take the easy route. I kind of mm -hmm. tend to always have taken the harder routes. Mm -hmm. Now I, I tend to try and get more ease in life than mm -hmm. the other way. But, <laughs> with you. but I learned a lot that way, right? So that part of me was, so I, I, it did feel like a lot of work, what I was doing. And it was hours of meditation. But then then I started seeing that, wow, hours of meditation is pretty awesome, actually. Like, that's what an awesome way to live. Right? Mm. And I started looking at monks and thinking, wow, actually, it's not work. It's like, I used to think that that was, like, incredible to meditate all day long. When you get into the flow of it, it's literally one of the easiest things ever. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you, 
I'd also given up on money and stuff as well. So I, I didn't have any sort of driving me to go do stuff. So yeah. I just, I was just like, all I have to do all day is just sit <laughs> and live in this kind of incredible space. Totally. I was like, this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But it can be a lot of work if, if I was constantly at the same time thinking, oh man, I've got to go working today and I've got to go do this, then that actually makes that really challenging mm-hmm. to do meditation and stuff, even just for short periods of time. Yeah, yeah. But it's so worth it. Like it can, even, even if you can do like a couple of minutes of something a day and just making a habit of that, even if you can do something, I think for 60 days, if you do something, it becomes a habit. I think they used to say 30, but I mm-hmm. think the new thing is now if you do something for 60 days, it's actually tougher for you not to do it than it is to do it mm-hmm. if you've done it for 60 days. Mm-hmm. So if you can do something for two minutes a day then it becomes a habit it's actually more challenging for you to stop doing that thing mm. but the initial 60 days can be pretty it can be hard right trying mm. to do this over and over and and for me as well i found that if i did some stuff and i got a big improvement is that maybe i stopped doing anything for a day i was like oh, i feel amazing i don't need to do anything and then then you kind of dip really massively i dipped i dipped really massively off the other side because mm. then all of a sudden i wasn't kind of accumulating kind of the healing i was kind of getting a bunch of healing and then I was just like oh I'm good I can do my own thing again but the the same traumas and stuff were really there they were just mm-hmm. kind of masked in a way mm-hmm. and that's one thing with meditation actually I'll bring that up is that like meditation for me was a, literally like a lifesaver it opened mm-hmm. up so many doors but it's also a bit it can be a bit of a crutch as well like it mm-hmm. can be a way to escape it's another way mm-hmm. to escape from from things it can be a way to deal with traumas and stuff and process them in a kind of a, an easier an easier way but uh, there's quite a lot of times I use it just as a way to just get away from stuff because I didn't know how to deal with all this head injury stuff that was going on with me. Mm-hmm. But then once I once I kind of built a new baseline of kind of strength, then I was able to stop working with things. Like I would meditate less, but I would stop trying to do brain retraining stuff to try and alter kind of belief patterns and stuff because mm-hmm. I, I actually had a bit more resilience in me than I could do it. So that was the new kind of working for me. Once meditation became super easy... I actually started looking for ways to make it harder, I guess, really. So mm. I started looking at, well, I'm not happy with just feeling good when I'm meditating. I mm. want to feel good when I'm not meditating. So mm. then I started looking at how do I have to change that? What what can I do to change that? And so, yeah, so then I started looking at things like brain retraining and belief patterns and, and how the, these sort of things can kind of sort of alter and, and do stuff to you physically and yoga, like how's that affecting my brain and so just the, the act of like stretching muscles creates kind of, it lets your brain know that if your muscles are less tense, that obviously you're, there's probably nothing to run away from. So it kind of reverse engineers your brain a little bit. So you, there's a lot of calm and kind of mm. mental growth from that place as well. And kind of, yeah. And just, there's so many, I mean, there is so many, <clears throat> so many parts to it, right? Like there's mind, body and spirit. And then it's kind of, as you get further along, you can kind of get, very far into the spiritual side a lot of people do get into the very deeply into the spiritual side of stuff but then they kind of give up on their body and mm. and mind to a degree it's almost like spirit's amazing and mind and body mm. kind of they're kind of pain actually i don't really want those anymore mm. but it's really tough to live as a human if you don't accept <laughs> your mind body and spirit at the same totally. time because something will just keep coming back up like there's a lot of like quote unquote spiritual people that have a lot of illness and, and I, I was kind of in that place as well where I kind of like, oh, body's terrible, I don't really need that, I can just live in this place mm-hmm. of kind of different sort of energy. And But my body was, it was healed to a certain degree, but it was kind of plateaued again. And then it wasn't until I kind of started to do more work sort of 
physically with I was able to do more stuff like yoga and stuff which it was tough for a long time I couldn't really walk properly but after I got a lot stronger I was able to do a bit more in there and I found some kind of growth there and then then I found there was a lot of mind stuff that was coming up and it was so it was kind of this finding a way through kind of the separateness of mind body and spirit but the kind of the oneness of it at the same time mm-hmm. and all the different disciplines and people you can meet and and there's so many ways that you can navigate through it right some people it's um yoga nidra some people it's literally just yoga other people it's um reading books some people it's very technical like it's very medical type ways mm-hmm. of getting through but there's it's a lot of work but if you again if you can find the how it's serving you mm-hmm. it becomes less work and it becomes more a way of being mm-hmm. and i and i i believe that kind of even at kind of where i am now if i just give up and don't do anything go back to eating hamburgers and stuff all the time you know and, and not sort of exercising and not stretching and not doing sort of things with my brain to keep it kind of active my health would decline again because mm-hmm. um just because i'm not working with it it's kind of it's a daily practice right and i know know that you know this as well it's kind of a way of life it's a way of living mm-hmm. and for some people it's it's challenging i think to switch from like no i just used to go to work i go drink stuff i go to work and i don't do anything else like mm-hmm. But sometimes you have illness that will come up that will kind of alter that or your age, just we get older and your body is less resilient. And at that time, if we're not doing stuff with it, like you can, it gets harder to kind of just eat tons of hamburgers and mm. drink Cokes all day long and, and sort of be negative about people and argue and all this sort of stuff mm. kind of accumulates. And as you get older, it's tough for your body to kind of deal with it. It's very easy when you're younger, it just kind yeah, of bounces yeah. off like it's nothing, right? But um yeah, so it's it becomes a way of life. Like I, I mean, daily I have like lots of daily rituals still now, and I I don't maybe necessarily need them, but mm-hmm. I, it's it's helpful for me to to find gratitude in each morning and breathing techniques and stuff, and and just knowing that I don't have to sit in pain or mm-hmm. or kind of aches and pains. I can have a way of switching this stuff now, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to take a pill for it. I can do it at home for free. Mm-hmm. So it's it's work but it's worth it Mm -hmm. but once you start seeing how it's serving you and just kind of loving kind of that how amazing it is for you that then it doesn't become work really it just Mm -hmm. becomes you may only work you may change jobs maybe you only work half days or maybe you work a regular job but you don't do over Mm -hmm. overtime but instead of doing overtime you go and you go and find some nourishment in in some sports or activities or or, or pastimes, even hobbies and stuff like that. A lot mm-hmm. of us are giving up on things like hobbies and mm-hmm. just things that nourish us, like <clears throat> childlike things that we used to love as a kid, like that really, really boost us and really give us kind of um, some real depth to life. Mm-hmm. Even just those things. And, and when you start enjoying that stuff again, that doesn't feel like work either. When you kind of give yourself permission to do this stuff, mm. all of a sudden the idea of work can actually kind of, you can kind of switch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that it becomes just kind of who you are. It's um, and a lot of that is perceptions, right? Is it? Oh, do, do I need to be rich and do I need to be successful and do I need to be strong or fit or do I need to be the most aggressive and do I need to kind of beat everybody? Like all of these things, they put a lot of pressures on us. All these mm. perceptions that we have in our, our mind and and the, and the funny thing is, is that a lot of people that are really at, at, at peace and have kind of come to this place of like nourishing themselves and not necessarily working 
jobs they don't want to do and stuff or do things they don't want to do some of them have the most insane schedules like they do mm-hmm. so much stuff in their days that you they like travel some of these like spiritual guys that these master guys they they travel like insane amount every week like four mm-hmm. or five different countries in a week or two mm-hmm. but they're so full of like just you can just see the energy in them and just the because it's not work anymore for them it's kind mm-hmm. of they're flowing with what they really love and and that could be as an engineer it could be as a doctor it could be as a road sweeper to be honest like it doesn't mm-hmm. you can find that place if you allow it mm-hmm. and it does take some training i think so so it, it can be really tough though to get mm-hmm. out of especially if you're in a, a tough place health-wise and especially mm-hmm. mentally and physically and stuff it can be really tough but the work side of it initially when it feels really tough it gets easier mm-hmm. like it just gets easier and when you can really sort of see the benefits in progress and and the confidence and the kind of that that self-confidence that comes with self-growth that mm-hmm. you created yourself is really it's priceless it really is mm-hmm. and it just gives you the it gives you so much strength to do other things like maybe you'll start your own business at some point and there's all sorts of really amazing things can come from this that healing experience mm-hmm. and kind of the work as we we see it as and maybe it doesn't become work anymore it becomes just kind of a, something that you kind of find joy in and stuff and mm-hmm. so it it can be a lot of work and it's still worth it even if it is work all the way through mm-hmm. but you can also change it to something else as well if you want to and mm-hmm. I've done both like I did mine was very much work 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 all the time and it I had lots of times when I just was felt like I was failing and I'd break down but and I would just keep going again because I didn't know what else to do mm-hmm. but I could have done that very differently as well right I could have there's a lot of that times where it was really was a struggle where I could have mentally just made it part of a journey mm-hmm. but I didn't know that at the time I was just still learning right so mm-hmm. um so yeah so if anyone's in that space it's worth the work if mm-hmm. it feels like work just it's worth it mm-hmm. and just keep with it and long enough that it becomes a habit mm-hmm. that it's tough for you to kind of stop doing it and then uh, I believe you just you'll start to see shifts and changes and in yourself and how you see the world and and um yeah and like if what else are you going to be doing anyway mm-hmm. if you're sitting on the couch you could easily go do some stretches mm-hmm. and it's it was really painful <laughs> like even like yoga for me was a really painful experience and I have massive panic attacks every time I'd stretch any muscles like my mm-hmm. body was so traumatized that it would I'd have a panic attack and then but I did know that all this tissue damage in my back and spine and stuff and we didn't have, I didn't have the money to keep paying for like massage so I, I knew I had to do something myself so I would do yoga and it was man it was horrible for like mm. it was like six months to a year I would literally it was like every time I did it I had massive panic attacks I'd have to work with this stuff and and it was really painful like I'd have agonizing pain all through my back and I'd lose the feeling in like my feet and stuff and I'd just be like this is insane like this can't be good for me but you know if I did it for an hour or two afterwards I felt so much relief I was mm. like you know what that that was worth it and then when I look back at it I'm like well actually that wasn't really work then yeah it was painful mm-hmm. and there was this but this end result was so amazing mm-hmm. and when I started focusing on the end result mm-hmm. and not the kind of being in the pain while I was doing it mm-hmm. I just kept like you know afterwards this is going to feel so amazing it's mm-hmm. going to feel really good you're going to feel really calm and relaxed and man then the pain actually of doing it became less mm-hmm. because your your mind is kind of it's not resisting it anymore mm-hmm. like it's not resisting this and most of the pain is resistance anyway like it's muscles that are kind of fighting each other and they're kind of all knotted and what have you and it's there's nerves that are all swollen and and when you're stretching them there's if you if you're in agony as well you kind of a fight in that stretch as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of you're kind of 
you're hurting yourself at the same time, mm-hmm. not consciously, but but when you start to focus on more afterwards, that I feel so much relief. Mm. Your brain kind of goes, oh, and it lets go of some of that resistance. And actually a lot of the pain I would feel and a lot of the panic would actually sort of, if I could really hold that vision of how good it's going to be when I was done, it let go and the resistance kind of drifted. And sometimes mm. the stretches just came so easy. And then mm. like other times it was more of a struggle, but um, but it was worth every second of it. Because mm-hmm. what else would I have been doing? Sitting mm-hmm. in there, sitting in the chair, crying about something really like. Um, and this was much better. Mm-hmm. It was to me. I just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't even sort of. Didn't, didn't take any thought to be honest. It'd be, I just knew that it was a better place to be, and that I just had hope in me that maybe I could get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could keep getting better. And part of me was still saying, "No, you're always. You're never going to get any better than this. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it's going to get." But then part of me was like, "Maybe." Maybe just a little bit better, yeah, yeah, tiny, yeah. tiny bit better. Maybe you won't have to do yoga for three days. Maybe it won't have to be daily, right? Uh, Maybe you won't have to do brain, like writing stuff down on pieces of paper, trying to retrain your brain every day. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't have to do crossword puzzles every day. And But at the moment I was, but I was like, yeah, maybe you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going and then I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. It was like that little tiny bit of hope is, is incredible. Give someone hope actually is quite incredible mm-hmm. what they can do. Yeah, yeah. Hope and kind of, especially if they can see someone else has done something. Okay, yeah. That... You can't, you can't, your brain can't argue if it sees someone in someone else. Like mm. if you see someone that's healed from massive amounts of cancers and massive injuries and stuff, and you're sitting here wherever you're sitting, or even if it's just mental, physical, if it's just mental side of stuff, if someone has been in that space and they've made their way out of it, there's no reason that we can't. If we're all humans, we're all right. have the same sort of brain and stuff. We, we think mm. we're very different, but we are very different, but we're exactly the same at the same time. So mm. if someone else is healed whether it's emotionally physically whatever spiritually whatever it might be if someone else has done it we can do it mm-hmm. we can and sometimes it, it really is painful getting through that mm-hmm. but it's so worth it like and really when you look at your life like well this might take me five years to recover well what else are you gonna do mm. most people you sit around and do nothing for five years and then you get the get up and go to do something well just if you can just do it now mm. do it now and then in five years time who knows where you're going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe you'll be the new threshold maybe you're the person that everybody looks at like man that guy made it or that lady made it from that space like they were so so injured and so this or so traumatized or so just unhappy with the world and or maybe it's something in the world that they want to change mm. that they don't see that there's change in that place maybe they want to reduce war and stuff like this whatever it is if, if someone has done stuff like this before there's no reason you can't mm. and just because someone hasn't done it before doesn't mean you can't yeah exactly you can be the forerunner you can be like how cool is that that you're the first person in the world doing something like that's mm-hmm. it's really amazing and when you can kind of get on that bandwagon a little bit yourself not with mm-hmm. someone else telling you mm-hmm. it's really quite amazing what you can do and mm-hmm. but you can also just maybe you just want to be a gardener maybe mm-hmm. you want to give up work and just garden in the garden and that's fine as well it does it's not always about success and mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's finding inner peace Mm-hmm. I think is is massive, and and in that place of inner peace, there's there's a lot of healing there as well. Mm. Um, but you can you can equally use it to heal yourself, heal others, change the world, do nothing. Mm-hmm. But you can do it. You can find peace in those places. Yeah, yeah. I I think I was speaking to someone recently who was um, it was people who were like paraplegics, and they actually like they did somehow they tested that. They actually were at a higher state of happiness than most able-bodied people because mm. they 
they just had to find. I guess they just had to find a way, or this maybe it's just naturally with them. I don't. I don't. I didn't know. If, I didn't fully read into it, but um, it just shows that that. I mean, that would be a challenging place to be for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yet they're still able to find pleasure and joy in that place. And so, if they can, we can. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't. I don't see a differentiation. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk yeah. a lot, by the way. You're not it's, talking a whole lot. <laughs> Just muttering to myself. It's really, yeah. it's really funny, you know. Sometimes, you know, I have these, I have these things come up in my head, and then I'm like, okay, like maybe this way, and then you actually like go that way. Oh, so like it's, guiding it's, me with his with his skills, here, <laughs> his energetic skills. Well, it takes somebody to pick it up. Too. But yeah. yeah, you've said so many beautiful things, and one thing that I think is a really important takeaway especially in this day and age of like a million gurus and masters and everything. Yes. Your path is, has been such a beautiful example of only following your own, yes. you know, and like the spiritual side starting to read into stuff came after because, you know, you were just yeah, yeah. kind of like curious yes. or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's really important for people to understand is that, you know, there, there are all these schools and there are all these paths, but like each person in that school and like think of like the, the guru of that school like I think yoga is a really good example modern yoga because you know there's 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 Bikram and there's you know all the different types those are one person's name yes and that person was given the transmission of that style yeah you know so like that whole that whole style of yoga is one person's yoga yes you know so I think it's just super important for us to like to to explore and find things that stick so i'm wondering if for you well actually you and you kind of answered it because for you the the stretching and that stuff was not enjoyable you no, know but it was you still like went agonizing went pain. through it yeah, and yeah. you could see the value at the end so yes. i think i think it's important for people to realize that you know we're there's not there's not quick fixes and if you want something to to work you have to you have to try it for a while you do yeah i I mean there's there's two so i have seen like i've experienced even in myself like massive changes really quickly and and i do believe that if mentally you can get into this place of like just solid like intention with no waveringness if you have Mm. somehow got some magical skill set to get to that place I do believe you could change really quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's many people on earth that have that naturally. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of believe that we choose a bit of our lives anyway. So um, mm-hmm. I think that maybe would be not a very exciting life for some people. Mm. Like it seems wonderful that you could just, yeah, I know if I just do this and things just turn up and everything's amazing and mm. I don't really have to work. Like that does sound incredible. And, and I definitely was trying to aim for that personally and I, I still see that as a bar to kind of try and get in that sort of mindset and of beingness mm-hmm. but at the same time there's also there's been a lot of pleasure and pain I've got to mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of these struggles and stuff that I've been through have been some of them have been so incredible that to take those away would actually feel like less of a life mm-hmm. um yes but yeah so I, but I think for most majority of people on living on earth I think it's it will it can feel like work mm-hmm. like it, it really can yeah but through that the challenge of it the reward that you feel on the other end is magnified by multitudes mm-hmm. like it's just 
to the point, I mean, there's so many days where I just broke down in tears of just appreciation. Mm-hmm. And it could be minor things like walking down a set of stairs without having to hold the banister mm-hmm. because I wasn't feeling like I was going to fall over. Mm-hmm. Like, these are, like, they seem silly, right? But at the time, I remember oh, some huge. of those days where I did it and I was just like, I just broke down in tears of just appreciation of just like, man, I just did a set of stairs and I didn't feel like I was, and I wasn't even thinking thoughts of like, oh, I could fall. Yeah, yeah. I just became a person walking down a set of stairs since I'm ridiculous, I know. But at the time, it was just such a big deal for me. Yeah. And I remember getting down and just being like, just broke down. I was just like, man, you, not long ago, like months, oh, I don't know, probably a year before, you couldn't even fathom. I'd be like, like tense grip on the yeah. the banister trying to walk down. And I was feeling the, the most insane fear I could ever imagine that was possible yeah. and then I, I just walked down the stairs and that and I just the thought that just that pleasure of that but it was only pleasurable because I had the the contrast of it right so mm-hmm. so for something so minor I had like the most in, incredible like revelation about life right like it's mm-hmm. so it's I don't know like it's sometimes this 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 kind of the challenge is amazing mm-hmm. like it, it's I believe a lot of people when you can find that place you you don't necessarily want to give up these parts of your life that Mm -hmm. maybe you really hate and were really horrible and that you wish never happened Mm -hmm. when you can find the service in it and kind of the appreciation of how well you've done and stuff and man these those times are kind of like you can wear those as a badge like man yeah yeah yeah, that was awesome when I couldn't get to them those days and now I can and and, and when you can connect to that, man, it's just the emotion that floods out of you is just wild. Yeah. Like, it's just the most blissful state of union with everything that you can ever come to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that can also, actually, <laughs> I'll see the other side of that coin, is that that can also be the thing that keeps you in a place as well. Like, uh-huh. some people kind of, they like coming in and out of that sort of feeling terrible and then amazing, and that can become a place of being as well, this kind of seesaw of getting stuck in between sort of really intense emotions and then other really intense emotions and and i think that's that's definitely an area where meditation helps a lot Mm -hmm. to kind of be able to maybe get out of those you can kind of get addicted to all these chemicals as well like these the chemicals that feel really horrible you can kind of get addicted to that the ones that feel physically really nice you can get kind of really addicted to those and you can kind of swing between those two places as well so i guess i don't i don't know there's just no right way there's no wrong way Mm -hmm. there's just the way that you like but um, I definitely believe that the, the struggle, which for me a lot of it was struggle, is is well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, you you kind of look back and go, oh, "It wasn't really a struggle." Mm-hmm. And then that kind of opens your mind to kind of what you want to do in the future. That maybe your the thought of becoming, well, let's just say, maybe to you, maybe becoming a yoga instructor was kind of something that you never think you could ever do. But if you've made it through some really challenging parts of your life, or that makes that kind of possible because you know that one time in my life that felt so unattainable when I made it mm. like to me it was walking down the stairs kind of mm-hmm. as a regular regular people do and then okay well that was a big step or well, right now I'm kind of yoga still isn't that easy for me like mm. I still I'm not the super flexible like some people so I have to I have to definitely work at it but I could become a yoga instructor and that actually seems really attainable now mm. like and, and to me it's like oh yeah well Man, if you can come from that place to that place, you can become a yoga instructor. But and then my my goals and visions in life have have kind of gone like skyward. There's lots of big, other bigger bigger things I want to do now. But mm-hmm. but because of what I've been through, 
it doesn't seem that challenging to kind of do some really amazingly incredible things mm-hmm. that I only see other people do that mm-hmm. people that I used to look at and think oh you never attain that sort of stuff that guy that's helping millions and doing this and it didn't seem attainable but now I'm like man if you can get from that place to where I am health wise now the other stuff really doesn't seem like a whole lot right mm-hmm. so you can start using that as a tool to get you to do whatever you want yeah 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 or see it in other people yeah you don't even have to go through stuff actually to like I honestly I think the biggest gift maybe I can give people is that to maybe see what I've done and then choose not to do it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean like mm-hmm. actually I don't have to throw myself down the set. I don't throw myself down the set of stairs but it, <laughs> it kind of feels it feels that that was a, a, a part of like why I needed to get where I was going but mm. you can then look at people and kind of learn from that and you don't necessarily have to take the same pathway they did like right I, I, in life I've kind of tended to take kind of a harder route through life but they don't have to Mm-hmm. And just by, I think just by being seeing what other people can do, it just, it, it, it changes stuff. And, and I'll think of something in snowboarding, actually, when I was really started snowboarding, it was a big deal to do like a 360. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge, like, and if anyone was doing that, that's gave you the way. It was kind of like, whoa, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids are growing up now watching people doing like, actually, I can't even, I, I looked on X Games the other day, it's insane. I was like 1440s and all these different yeah, wild yeah. stuff with like three flips in it. They see that as norm they see that yeah, as normal yeah. so they don't yeah. even like 360 to them is nothing anymore that's yeah. just like boom step a stone just move along so the they're not going through the same journey of that guy that 20 years ago was trying to do a 360 and it was a big deal and it was like he was trying to throw his shoulders and do this mm. and now they're just thinking how do i do 1440 they don't yeah. even do this step anymore right. so when you see people have gone through a lot it doesn't mean you have to go through the same journey right. you can be like yeah they went through the journey i'm going to take I'm going to learn from what they're teaching and I'm going to take this journey. I'm going to skip all this beginning stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to take myself straight to a place of kind of being happy and being joyful and being content or whatever it is you want to be uh-huh. and just move on and not have to go through the lesson of injuries and stuff to get you there. Yeah. Totally. If, that, if that's your journey, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it's just like you said before, which I definitely agree. And it's, you know, Growing up and in the past, we've always gone through things like the hard way. Yeah, totally. To learn from our the quote unquote mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the space now where I'm ready to learn from other people's quote yeah, unquote yeah. mistakes. You yeah, know? totally. And that's exactly what you're saying. You know, it's like the, the quote of standing on the shoulders of the giants who stood before us, right? Yeah. yeah. And then once you're up there, take a look around. Where do you want to mm-hmm. go? And then jump, man. Yeah. Like just as far as you can oh totally and, and actually going to that again so I'm, I'm going to talk from very much a spiritual standpoint that um, like I speak to quite a bit of people about okay well I'm always like well get to wherever you want to be if you want to feel happiness let's just get to that place and be there and then but I also talk about that you you can't have happiness without unhappiness because the mm. word happiness only has has a meaning because there's an offset to it mm. so then some people are like well then you could never actually get into this sort of blissful state but i do believe there's a point where you can get to where you're pretty blissful and just loving life all the time and that your contrast is that you see it in other people mm. so you see the contrast in others you don't kind of mock them or judge them for it you just see yourself that man i was that used to be me and sometimes that is enough that you don't need to go to that place like mm. you I think you're just that's enough to give you contrast enough that you can keep staying in this kind of blissful place because the you kind of you kind of feel the contrast in others through the oneness of what you feel with them mm. so you kind of see the pain and suffering there but you don't necessarily have to take your place there mm-hmm. yourself there to then keep staying in the kind of a, 
every bound sort of blissful sort of a place. And there's no right or wrong in that or or anything like that, and no judgment, it's just an objective place. But you you can once you really take it further is that you can stay in a place that's really really sort of wonderful nearly all the time. I I do believe by using other people mm -hmm. <laughs> which seems kind of mean, I guess, really, that you're using other people as contrast. But you know, I'm I'm sure I've been that contrast for lots of people over sure. the years as well, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just I think sometimes it's just remembering the and that and that brings us that sort of lack of separation and that oneness that when you're one with kind of everything, like all the anger and all of the pain, all of the happiness, all of the joy, you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of time in anger to kind of know, you just kind of remember that mm. that beingness and just accepting that that's in you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of feel those parts don't need to speak so often when you accept that they're there. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody can be a bit of a dink sometimes and everyone can be sort of super happy and they can be miserable and they can be depressed. And But when you accept that you maybe have been there or you could be those mm. things, then it's almost like you don't parts of you don't feel the need to even take you there right you just kind of become one with sort of everything you kind of when you see pain in another you kind of see pain in yourself actually mm -hmm. so you kind of you may want to help that person as opposed to kind of get away from the you kind of almost see that's a part of you that's in pain at that time and i think a lot of these um mother Teresa and these sort of people really had that the sort of oneness and this connection with people so much that they can they could be around so much sort of suffering and stuff and still remain like a beacon of light mm. basically I I, they, I don't think they saw separation in themselves and from the people that they were healing I mean, I'm just pulling this out of pulling this out of thin air but for some reason that's popping mm -hmm. in my head but yeah, and I think that's maybe how they could they were able to do such incredible things they just that sort of oneness and lack of separation that they felt mm. they just to them they were kind of everything mm -hmm. and they choose to be kind of a beacon of light as much as they can but, but I, I also don't believe that everybody, every one of these gurus and stuff are always in in just this place where mm. everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe they're human and that they, they drop out, but they're very quick to get themselves back to where they dropped out from. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big... And, and I think as you progress, I think that's a big... That's a big thing that you can use as a, as a segue, like as a, as a way to quantify almost that, you know, when I do get upset and stuff kind of goes wrong and I kind of everything kind of falls apart is how quickly you get back to how quickly you kind of come to your senses and how conscious you are of it mm -hmm. that it's not a, an unconscious thing you may be feeling a bunch of emotions but you don't kind of feel like the world's falling apart you're like okay mm -hmm. yeah i can move from this place and you just go back to where you want to be again mm -hmm. you know but yeah this feels unpleasant i don't want to stay here i'm going to go somewhere else and mm -hmm. you kind of change your internal environment and through all different things whatever skills and things that you've you've learned maybe maybe it's going for a walk with the kids and who knows whatever it is yoga mm -hmm. any sort of spiritual practice but whatever it is it's that's one thing i think i see in a lot of these these gurus that we see is that they they're very quick to get themselves back to where mm -hmm. they want to be totally like to the point that you don't even see them it seems that they're always in a state of bliss but i, I don't believe that they are always 100 percent in that space because mm -hmm. just that's just human that's the humanness in us that mm. um yeah so I don't know. It just it leaves it leaves a whole wonderful world for us to kind of play with and and, and it, it's kind of limitless as well, right? Like there's mm -hmm. no end to it, which I know is quite challenging for some people to think that there's no end to stuff. And mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think that's quite beautiful as well. It takes a lot of pressure off that you have to get to a final goal and a a set place. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's tough for a lot of people. Though. Oh yeah, maybe if I make 
50 million, then I'm successful. Mm. So then you get to that place and then that feeling of lack for a lot of them doesn't disappear. So then, then, then they want to make a hundred and, or maybe if I'm do this in yoga, then that's, that's when I've made it. But you mm. get to that place and you realize, oh, actually that thing that's making me feel like that hasn't disappeared. Yeah, yeah. But then when you work on that thing, that's making you want to be the best yoga person ever, yeah. you all of a sudden go, oh, you just become a piece and you just be, you just start loving yoga for what it is and you just get great at it because you just love doing it. Yeah. Not because you're trying to reach the pinnacle of the best of it. Yeah. And you probably end up there anyway, mm -hmm. if you're just loving it and doing it. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's another huge misconception about this, you know, about whatever this life is, is, <clears throat> and especially on the spiritual side, because what mm -hmm. I, I, people are like chasing these schools and trying to get like the thirty third degree or like yeah. you know these master level or whatever, but yeah. like nothing stops, nothing really changes once you get there. Yeah. Like that's the realization is that like you get to the top and then you like see everything, you're like oh okay and then you like look up again and it's all of a sudden yeah. there's like a whole nother mountain you yeah know? yeah it's it's more of a a circle as opposed mm. to like with no end totally you just keep going on it basically yeah, 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 which yeah. i guess can be quite maddening for someone that's really in a rough place they just want to get out of it yeah but actually it can be really enriching and and just liberating when you can kind of get okay with that place yeah. the okay of just being you because mm -hmm. when there's no end result like there's no finish line and stuff um you can still do incredibly well and you can be very successful and you can really make whatever you can dream of but your world doesn't fall apart if you don't quite get to that same place right you mm. can you're more open-minded and mm -hmm. it's okay I, like there's a lot of people on earth that they just you know they just they don't want to do a whole lot they just want to kind of live and just experience things and you know i almost see them as kind of um like place setters, like they almost hold the vibration of the earth in a mm -hmm. wonderful place because oh, they just yeah. they find joy in just kind of painting and mm -hmm. like a lot of people in retirement. I think the ones that have hobbies and stuff, I think they're so wonderful for the world that they mm -hmm. they just they find themselves in just a joyful place every day. They're not searching and striving anymore. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of really doing what they love and they do beautiful things for the world. Like it's uh, like my grandmother before she she passed away. She was she used to like watching. Like horse racing and stuff like that but mm. man when you're around her she had no stress no nothing mm -hmm. she was awesome to just sit with right she had no wanting or needs she just would eat food hang out with friends and it was such a nice thing to be around mm -hmm. like that that completely just let go of striving mm -hmm. that everyone else always around had it was it was blissful i used to love sitting with her and just feeding off of that energy right yeah absolutely yeah it's it's beautiful so there's there's no a lot of me like just my motivation is also is just growing and personally that's yeah. that's just me that's who i am I, I i tried the meditating and just sitting and stuff and it was wonderful i could do it but it just part of me just wants to keep expanding and keep growing myself mm. that's mm. just who i am but that mm. doesn't mean everyone has to be like that because I, I, a lot of people wouldn't want my life like if i try to give it to them they'd be like no, no thanks <laughs> i'll take something mm -hmm. else but it doesn't mean it's a terrible life it just mm -hmm. means that's just the way i've chose to live it right yeah, and, and I'm lucky enough now that I'm conscious enough that I, I consciously direct it. Whereas mm -hmm. before it was it kind of I was kind of living on these cocktails. Really, I was just kind of going going with the flow of things. Mm -hmm. I thought I was kind of in a direction, but I didn't really know what I was doing yeah, <laughs> most yeah, of yeah. my life. But um, but yeah, beautiful. Yeah, 
Okay, so what would you like to share that you're, um, you know, that now, now you feel like you're not in control, but, you know, you have a handle on yourself and your things and your messages. So what are you, what are you sharing with people? What are you really wanting to get across? Uh, just, I don't think I've fully nailed it down, but I just, mm. there's, a, there's a few things. One is to be an example of what's possible from, from my standpoint. I'm sure there's people who've done a lot, lot more, a lot less, but that it's very possible to get to somewhere from a really a place where you think that there's no way out of it. Mm. Like if I can be anything to anyone, I hope that that's an example that's there mm. for them. Cause it's, I, don't, I just don't believe it's never is the end. As much as we say that life just keeps on going, it's a circle. Mm. It's the same also when you're in a really rough place. Mm. Like mm. it's not the end. It's not, you have to stay there. Mm. Um, the other thing as well, like I'm, well, I mean, I, I, in personal practice, I built pyramids and stuff as well. We really mm-hmm. about them, but I built some pyramids yeah, and stuff yeah. that people meditate and stuff as well. So I kind of share that with, with people as well. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's something that people come to me for. Um, uh-huh. I'm, Which your pyramids, by the way. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So <laughs> it's like, it's, it's basically like, like big enough for humans to sit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amazing. We have these Egyptian healing rods and stuff and it's a, pretty wild experience in there it's really it's really amazing so that's one thing that i should kind of share with the world mm-hmm. as well i'm not sure if that's exactly what i do i'm always going to be around that because mm-hmm. i use it dating myself but i don't know if that's maybe my business as it were but mm-hmm. um but definitely public speaking is something that i'm really i'm really levitating to mm-hmm. i find when i work one-on-one with people it's quite easy for me to kind of become that person so i it can be quite tough for me to, especially if people are, are really in a rough space, I can sometimes take on a bit of their stuff. I'm trying to mm. learning to maybe create some separation with that, mm-hmm. but um, I just tend to be pretty sensitive to that stuff. So the speaking side of stuff for me seems to be really beneficial, mm-hmm. getting kind of a message across to people and maybe just getting something to shift in them that they can they can get from where they are and, and make a change. Mm-hmm. That seems to be something that I'm, I have some talent at and, mm-hmm. and, and I enjoy as well. Like to be able to reach larger groups of people for me is is huge. Mm-hmm. Like I want to try and help as many people as possible if mm-hmm. I can, or influence them. Or, or sometimes I even think that sometimes you, it's just even if you kind of rub people the wrong way. And I never do that. I never intentionally do that. But sometimes, if you are saying something that kind of sparks something in someone, which is usually something that maybe needs healing. Mm. they may not want to come to you but it may spark them to go to someone that really helps them Mm -hmm. so to be honest even that in life is kind of is useful for people so so i I think communication right now is huge and authenticity like that's something i'm trying to trying to show like that's why i I tell kind of everyone about all my ins and outs and my my pros and my cons because we all have them right and it's Mm -hmm. just trying to show that it's okay to be human and Mm. um so yeah, just trying to get that across in different ways. I've been writing quite a bit. I'm gonna. St- I was writing a book, and I might start putting it on my blog. Actually, I was. We were talking about this this mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. so I might start putting parts of that on the blog so that it gets out sooner, really, and the, um, that sort of stuff, that messages and stuff gets gets along. And yeah, so I don't know. That's mm. kind of kind of what I'm doing. I help people. I do meditation classes sometimes with groups and stuff to kind of help them um, benefit from what I use to get myself out of really rough mental spots. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that deep understanding that I have of when you literally are in chaos and just meditating and meditating, trying to find a way out of it, that knowing of getting out makes it a lot easier for other people that even when they're in a really rough spot that they can 
if some, this guy's done it, he's sitting with me, he's done it, he's told me he's done it, he's told me the story. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible. Just that knowing it's possible is enough sometimes to just snap people out of a, mm-hmm. a cycle of thoughts that they're stuck in or whatever it is. And um, yes, that and then just sharing, sharing things that I did to help me heal, really. Because mm-hmm. I was trying everything. I was trying everything you could get your hands on. And um, some stuff was super beneficial. Sometimes it was good to kind of hybrid stuff, like mix mm-hmm different modalities and stuff i think with healing to make it profitable um it usually gets segregated and taken into smaller mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. like separating yoga and different and then yoga gets segregated into tons of different things and even even psychology and stuff can get kind of separated into different things but sometimes you need a combo of lots of stuff mm-hmm. and i don't really i kind of see healing as healing and that there's many different ways to get through it and Sometimes, sometimes healing comes from just believing in the person talking to you, mm. whether they're teaching you brain retraining techniques or f- what to do in the gym, whatever it is. If, if you believe that you're going to heal by talking to this person, that is enough for some people to completely heal. Mm-hmm. As, as random as that kind of seems, the placebo effect is massive mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. Like it can literally, even if you make stuff up and some, you could convince someone it's true, they, they, it can it can create amazing things in them, and I, I know, and that's not where I come from. I don't try and talk from a place of of, uh, of lying or anything like that. But it's I'm authentic with everything I come through with. But it's just to let you know that even just because someone does a certain practice and it doesn't work for you, doesn't mean that speaking to someone else that does the same practice won't work for you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just that belief in that person. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe it's that you see yourself in them. Like mm. maybe it's just that. Like I come to see you and you do Reiki, and I see in you that just that belief in Reiki mm. and just the knowingness, mm. and that's enough to just for it to work for me. Because mm-hmm. you know what I did find is that when I was healing and I was in a really rough space, especially when you're very suggestible, when you have like PTSD and these sorts of things, mm-hmm. even people that were like, "Yeah, yeah, this is really going to work for you," but if for some reason my mind was saying this isn't going to work, yeah. It didn't matter what people did. It didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though they're like, yeah, I just shifted like tons of energy or I've done mm-hmm. this. And I'd be like, no, nothing has changed within me because yeah. a fearful part of me just wouldn't let it happen, right? So that, that same thing that can stop things happening can also make things happen. And mm-hmm. it can, it sometimes doesn't take much. It, sometimes it's just the most tiny thing, the three words that someone says that, that shifts. I spoke to someone recently, actually, and this was quite memorable for me as... I spoke, for, I spoke for two hours. I spoke a lot, as we can realize on here. <laughs> I spoke for about two hours with these people, and I was talking about meditation and my story and how they could do this and what you could do to, to heal. And, and one, and I spent about 18 seconds, I just said, you know what? Be selfish. Like, that's what mm. I said. Like, don't tell... Actually, my reason for saying it was don't tell other people what you're doing to heal yourself in case they try and convince you otherwise. Because mm. if something's working, let it work. Yeah, like, yeah. don't try and prove it that someone because yeah, so yeah. someone else will always say oh no that never worked for me and then yeah. all of a sudden it doesn't work and I, I so I from that point I was like yeah so if it, what I'm teaching you is helping just for a while just keep it to yourself like don't try and teach other people just just use it for you just be selfish enough it's just for you yeah and then I got an email from a lady and she's a wonderful woman and after she's like you know that was nobody's ever told me that especially from a spiritual standpoint to be selfish because it's uh-huh. very much about like give 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 yeah, give yeah. and don't you don't need money you don't need just give 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 but I really see it from a, a selfish standpoint that yeah. it's the reason that people are doing this because they want to heal. So heal yourself and then you'll just give anyway. But so she just took this being selfish. She was just, she said, that's it. 
<laughs> and she just she was she gave up on trying to help everybody else and wanted to help herself mm-hmm. and it was only a few words right yeah. I spoke for like two hours I should probably learn how to do this in a shorter time because, <laughs> because that made a big help for her yeah like it was quite prolific to the point that she wrote me a big email about it but man just and it was just I think it was just giving herself permission to heal herself absolutely and not to have to be healing every other person on earth and stuff and every person they meet and fixing everyone else's problems yeah yeah that you know it's okay to, to look after yourself as well and uh-huh. and actually that's a very admirable thing for doing if everybody on earth were selfish enough to help themselves yeah. we'd be living on a very different earth totally it would be a place full of sort of love and help and appreciation and, and I believe we are heading that way anyway definitely it's just, I think right now is a time where that's starting to happen so mm-hmm. yeah it's um, yeah so it's 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 hard to know mm-hmm. and I'm kind of losing track of what I'm talking about here but anyway <laughs> you're perfect <laughs> I love speaking with you, and I think we're going to do, you and I are going to do many more of these together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love that. Just as things develop and as things come out. And and I'm still learning, right? Like, and I think you are too, right? Like, it's learning or remembering, I guess, from a spiritual standpoint, you're remembering Mm because spirit knows everything. But but from my human standpoint, I'm still learning massive amounts. Like, there's Mm -hmm. lots of stuff that even six months ago, I was pretty solid on like this is it I've got knowing on this and then things have happened in the last few days so I'm like oh you know what that's kind of it's a bit more of a gray area actually like it's Mm -hmm. if you look at it from this angle then that maybe isn't exactly what it is so it's there's that growth as well and that even when you like I feel like I'm in a a pretty amazing place but but yeah there's still lots of growth to the point that sometimes you're just like man I don't know anything Mm -hmm. those days where you just everything kind of feels like it falls apart and then you just kind of okay this is a contrast I needed to kind of grow and then jump to something else and it stops you getting keeps you from being stagnant for sure mm-hmm. and I think it's um, that's a big actually that's a big thing I want to put is that it's to not feel like you're ever finished and not mm-hmm. to kind of just because you're not a certain space that there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. you're, you're already perfect it's just you can choose where you want to go and where you want to be yeah, and beautiful. if that's staying where you are just stay there but you don't have to stay there and it's your choice to go elsewhere if you want to and if you've done something for 50 years but you want to change change mm-hmm. just because you've done it for 50 years doesn't mean you have to keep doing it mm-hmm. you can change and do really amazing stuff there was a woman in um, that movie I can't remember what it was called now anyway there was a Hollywood movie recently and there was a lady in there I think she was 86 and that was her first movie she ever acted in and it was mm. a massive Hollywood movie like mm. it was a big buster 86 years old she decided to be an actor yeah, yeah, that's yeah. her first job she ever did so it's never too late to change. Mm-hmm. Like that might be the most joyful thing she's ever had in eighty-six years of her life. I don't know, mm-hmm. but isn't that worth it? Totally. Even if it's only for a week, even if it's only for a few years of your life, like I think that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just even if you've only got days to live, isn't it worth kind of getting some joy out of it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I really do believe that, and and it's and when you start to feel that way. You, you, your health might change mm-hmm, totally. you know what I mean like there's people that were dying and they kind of give up and go travel and and mm. and then they just let go and then miraculously some of the, some people randomly have like shifts that they heal mm-hmm. for, for no apparent reason like mm-hmm. just this miracle healing episode just happens mm-hmm. right so yes yeah, I don't know never say never and and just yeah just just know that you can change at any time if you wish to and, mm-hmm. and it's your it's your choice mm-hmm. even even um, yeah wasn't it Gandhi I think he was I can't remember anyway but anyway okay I'm I'm on like so many trains up the way so <laughs> alright I'm going to slow <laughs> but yeah 
possible. I guess there's just possibility for whatever you want. Yeah, always. And if you alter your perception, wherever you are can seem incredible. Mm. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't need to do anything. But if you want to, it's your choice and you can go there. Even if you're stuck in the same place, you can change your mental thoughts about where you are so that it becomes a different place. Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily... I was always changing where I was to try and change how I felt. Mm -hmm. But now I've learned that I can stay in the same place and feel exactly how I want. Mm -hmm. I can feel as horrible, horrendous and wonderful as I want Mm -hmm. in any place I sit in, Mm -hmm. no matter what's going on. And that power is amazing when you can get to that place and and then keep expanding from there still. really the world is limitless for you mm-hmm. yeah yeah beautiful endless possibilities yep can always change we always yep. have the power that's it awesome all right man. that's a good that's a good spot i think um yep. where can uh, where can people find you uh so my website is so grateful.ca mm. i have an instagram which is at so grateful.ca um yeah, those two places. I think there's Facebook and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of Facebook, so I don't mm. do a whole lot of time on there. But yeah, that's it. And then, um, yeah, as I'm kind of evolving, I'll, I'll be posting what I'm doing and I'm trying to do as much sort of public speaking engagements as I can. I'm going to try and do a bit more video stuff, maybe for people that uh, maybe live in different countries and stuff that have contacted me, that they can, I can offer them videos that they can watch and they can repeatedly watch them. So um yeah that sort of stuff so yeah i'm just kind of trying to grow all those sorts of things and um with the goal of just helping other people and at the same time there's a lot of healing in myself to be honest Mm -hmm. there's a lot of healing from me helping other people again that comes back to the selfish side of stuff i'm helping as many people as i can and what i find out during that period is that it helps me as well Mm -hmm. like i I heal as well at that same time so so it's it's a gift yeah for sure a blessing Mm -hmm. You're a blessing. I right, man, you too. Thank you on behalf yeah. of everybody. And, you know, you've heard from that one. Well, I'm sure you've heard from other ladies but or people, but that one lady spoke to you about that 18 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you spoke to so many people, and a lot of people don't reach out and say thank you, but I'm sure you have touched so many people's lives already, and you will continue to. And I'll I'm so my, glad I'll to I'll do my best you. and keep trying to expand on Call so. your friend. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah. Much yeah. love. Yeah, thanks. Whew. And people, it's all because of you. Talking is just talking if there's no ears listening. So keep doing you. You're all amazing. Yeah, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. If you've listened this long, <laughs> you're, you're, very, you're very committed. <laughs> so thank you. I <laughs> love you all. <laughs> We're going to get this process dialed eventually. <laughs> yeah, cool. Much love. All right.